You fucking with a rap god, shit ain't hard. I just try to play my cards, got that sauce, finna set it off like Jada. And leave with all the paper, smoke once when I wake up. Every day get my cake up, every way I can make up. It's like a science, move in silence. And if necessary, turn to violence. I'm like that and there's some. These rap niggas sons to me, ain't no none with me. Can't fuck with me, niggas are sensitive. Hurt their feelings, they all uppity. Like you reaching out and touching me. I gotta kick it like so. Cause you know, niggas still haven't learned it though. Embracing the base. Then start turning up. Should I keep going? I think you heard enough. This floor I rock and ain't no stopping. Everything I got is twice what you popping. I ain't knocking you. I hate but you ain't me. So now I know the reason why you hate me. Yo, what is good, everybody? It's your boy Ranger Allen. So in today's episode, we will be talking about Doom. So Doom is a shooter that was released December 10th, 1993 by id Software on Microsoft Disk Operating System, also known as MS-DOS. The original game was originally a shareware. So shareware means that you get the first part of the game. Like, for example, they would have the first map. If you're watching it on YouTube or the video on Spotify, uh, you'll see that uh, the first episode is Knee Deep in the Dead. So that was the first episode that you can download. And they said when the game first came out that it actually crashed their servers because so many people were trying to download it at the same time. So what happened was they will sell, they will give out the first part of the game. And if you wanted to buy the rest of the game, then you would have to send in money. It was a mail-in game because they didn't sell their game in stores. Um, they were owned by this company, I think, named Apogee. Apogee. I don't know if they were still a part of them or if they had just left Apogee. But basically, um, so basically, if you wanted the whole game, you you had to like send in the money and they'll mail it to you. So. Doom was a first-person shooter that was developed. The lead programmer was John Carmack, and he also had guys who programmed on it, such as John Romero, and he also did game design um, alongside Tom Hall and Sandy Peterson. Uh, and then, of course, Robert Prince was the guy that composed the music. If you listen to the music in Doom, it's very MIDI-ish, and it doesn't sound like... It doesn't really sound like CD quality music. It sounds like you're playing music straight from like a MIDI off of your off of like the pre-recorded sounds that you would get from the computer. No, not from the computer, from your um from your piano. And so it's a first person shooter that's around, based around this guy named Doom Guy. So of course this um company named UAC, they're messing around to try to use this portal to unlock uh, like this new potential or whatever. I wasn't trying to get all into the history, but basically what happened is the portal to um, hell opened and all the demons came in. So now Doom Guy pretty much has to come and save the day and, you know, basically stop the demons from being the demons. So Doom is definitely one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, of course, um, it preceded the game that came before it, Wolfenstein 3D, because Wolfenstein 3D uh, had the same concept of Doom, except number one, 
um, you only had three weapons in Wolfenstein 3D. So you had the pistol, the submachine gun, and the chain gun, and they all used the same ammo. And, of course, you only had 99 bullets. And on top of that, it was basically like an arcade game where you had a life, a life system. And also, Wolfenstein 3D was very maze-like. So it seemed like you were just going the same place over and over, and you just felt kind of lost in where you're supposed to be going. And, of course, with... Um, of course, with um, Wolfenstein, you couldn't put two rooms on top of each other. And a lot of the geometry of Wolfenstein, they were limited by what they can really do. Whereas with Doom, they were able to take what they did with Wolfenstein and they were able to create like stairs. Um, it was a system that John Carmack did. It was called, I forgot how it worked, but it was called binary space partitioning. And that's how he was able to create a lot of the levels in the game. And, of course, uh, back in the 90s when it came out, um, this was around the time when consoles definitely were like the king when it came to video games. Doom was the video game that pretty much let people know that, that the PC was king and the PC was way more powerful when it came to running it. That's why you notice a lot of the consoles that tried to run Doom didn't have the CPU power to run it. So that's why it ended up looking like shit when they ran it. So Doom was definitely the first game that really set off the, the PC gaming community that really like that really pretty much made it to where they just have a head start and a lead. And, you know, consoles probably may not ever catch up to PCs. But the next level, I mean, it definitely did have, like I said, 3D like um, levels, right? It was a, a next level when it came to the way you played the game, the enemies, the guns. It just seemed like it was just so much more to Doom. And also playing Doom, it feels so much better than when you play Wolfenstein 3D. Like, Doom, it's so crazy to think that a game that came out in 1993 it's still just as good as it was when it came out in 1993. And of course you can tell the game does show its age, but a lot of a lot of it you can overcome it and it's not really that big of a deal. Um so of course uh Doom it came with three episodes, uh Knee Deep in the Dead, as I said the first one, the second one was The Shores of Hell and the third one was Inferno. Of course they came out with a fourth episode called Thy Flesh Consume and they came out with a fifth one called Sigil which came out in like the late 2000, I think it came out like maybe 2, 3, 4 years ago. So I wanted to just get into the quick history of Doom and not really not really get all all deep. So let's get to the gameplay. So as I said, game, the Doom is a two and a half D shooter. So it is not actually a true 3D shooter. What they did was they raised the plane. So that way you can see that like you can go up like stairs and stuff and it seemed like enemies were at a higher plane. But what happened, they were still on a 2D plane. So even when, you know what I'm saying, even when you were shooting at them, it didn't matter if they were high or low, you were still hitting them all the same. And so they had to, you know, work out a lot of tricks because, of course, this is 1993. This was, I think this was around the time when Virtual Fighter came out because Virtual Fighter was the first 3D uh, video game. But unfortunately, with Virtual Fighter, it was a very... 
primitive 3D game, right? And it didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like the the graphics and everything were 3D, but the playing field, like you look at like the background wasn't 3D. The background was like a still 2D image. And overall, um, they had to develop a lot of tricks to be able to make it give the feeling of 3D, even though it wasn't a 3D shooter, right? So they had to, like I said, the binary space partitioning, um, I forgot how they said it worked like certain sectors and it would draw like certain areas into the map and then will piece everything together. And then, like they said, they raised the plane so that, you know what I'm saying, so that things appeared higher. That's why you'll notice that when you're at a ledge and even though enemies are at the bottom, if an enemy is right next to that ledge, they can still scratch you and everything simply because... You know what I'm saying? You're over that ledge. And it's because it's still a 2D plane. So even though it looks like it's 3D, right, they do tricks and things to make it seem like the scene, like, you know, seems 3D. Like, for example, if you play Legend of Zelda uh, Link to the Past, um, it's a 2D plane. But what happens is when you're going to when you're going down and it sees, sees like a hill, it creates this effect to seem like you're jumping down when in reality, it's just basically like you'll see like there's a shadow. Right. And they try to emulate the idea that you're jumping down. So they have to come up with tricks and things to give the illusion. Right. Necessarily that. You are to give the illusion that it is 3D. So um, originally the game used a keyboard. So what happened was you used like the keyboard. Um, later on, games started using a mouse and they would use that to c control the game. I would say that that is the best way to control the game in Doom. Now, unfortunately with me, I am not good with using a keyboard and mouse, so that's why I use a controller. And using a controller is not bad. You gotta, you gotta kinda get used to it because a lot of times when you wanna hit the enemies, you can't even get a hit on them because you're like aiming sucks really bad. And so that's why sometimes like when I'm trying to aim at the enemies, it seems like I'm hitting them, but I'm not. And it do be frustrating me sometimes because it's like I got the reticle on them and you can see like when you're playing the game when you have the reticle on the enemy that it turns red to tell you that when you fire that you're going to get a hit on them but when it's yellow it means that you're not like register you're not going to be registering a hit and it's a lot of other things to the game such as like um map the way the maps are so the maps kind of have like sections and areas and there are some times where if you catch an enemy in a certain section and area you might not do damage simply because that sector or area and like the way it registers damage it was somewhere in um one of my favorite youtubers his name is Decino. he did a video on it and he talked about how it was just these certain areas and like the enemies when you tried to shoot them in these areas and then they would do less damage it's an old game, so I couldn't really explain it. I would have to, um, I would have to look up those videos and see it for myself. But the controller is definitely not the best option, right? I would definitely try to use a keyboard and mouse if I could. I use a controller because you know 
I would just rather force myself to do something that's worse because it feels more comfortable in my hands. And I also have control freak, so I'm able to at least maneuver around a little better so I don't feel as frustrated. Definitely like when I'm like uh using the sticks. Uh because of course, like I said, it the sticks do have a lot of drift and they do have a lot of backward, a lot of side to side wobble and sometimes you can't really center it the way you, you want to. And you're thinking that the game is easy. Like you don't have to look up and down right unlike quake which was the next game after doom which was one of the first like true 3d games and that game really took off with the keyboard and mouse because you had to look up and down and of course the keyboard and mouse is the most accurate way to play video games and so um using a controller was is not the best option and i would say that honestly uh like i said the uh game has three episodes with other episodes added. So we have other episodes such as the Plutonia Experiment, TNT Evolution. Um, they did add some new ones and it's called uh, WADS and WADS means where's all the data. And that's just their little coin term for it. So basically these WADS, they'll have either WADS or a Mega WADS, which is essentially like a whole new like map pack game like which is plutonia experiment and tnt evolution both of them have 32 maps so they're basically essentially like a whole nother gaming experience except they're more like doom 2 which doom 2 just had 32 uh continuous maps right and unlike uh doom 1 which doom 1 had the episode the episodic um setup and format and so that's why they call those megawatts. So there's um, so many options to play the game overall in terms of gameplay. But the first three uh, maps, it really shows you just how good Doom is uh, when you're moving around the map, when you're uh, using the controls. You will feel um, some um, slight momentum. Like if you play like Super Mario and you try to put him to a stop, and he, you know what I'm saying? And he's like starts trying to move forward and everything. It does um it does have that momentum to it, but it, it's not bad. Overall, the controls are very they're very good, even though, like I said, they're not very accurate, even though the game still is gonna handle very well. And you know, especially with the certain uh maps, like the first three game mode, the first three you probably won't have problems. Like I just finished the first one, as you're gonna see on this episode. If you see it on YouTube, you'll see me complete the whole um, episodic series. Um, if you are watching it on Spotify, you'll be able to watch it. If you're watching the video, if you're watching it on all the other podcasts, you'll only just be able to hear it on the other podcast. And speaking of that, you can watch my podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can watch it on iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. You can also watch it on Spotify, which is where it's going to be in a bit. And you can watch it on Amazon Music. So you can watch this podcast pretty much a whole bunch of other places. And you can watch it on YouTube. On YouTube, I'll be able to set up the clips or if I say something that's funny or if I say something that... Y'all want to hear, um, I'll be able to set it up as a clip. Um, of course, I tried to upload it to TikTok and some of my clips of my, um, some of my clips of my, um, 
podcast to TikTok, and they kept saying that I kept using an original sound, which I don't know what that meant, but they're stupid for that. But you can go check me out at Ranger Allen um, exclamation point on YouTube. You can check me out at Ranger Allen on TikTok. You can check me out at the underscore Ranger underscore Allen on Instagram. You can check me out. I think your boy Ranger on Twitter and then I think Ranger Allen on Twitch. So those are all the places that you can check me out. Um, I hope in the near future that I will do live podcasts on Twitch, right? Rather than me just uh, making the video and putting it on Spotify, like I'll do it live. And what happens after I do it live, I can upload it to Twitch. And, no, no, upload it to Spotify. And of course, uh, since I have the RSS code, it's going to automatically be on all the other podcast sites. So you don't got to worry about it. Um, on my YouTube page, I will have all the links to my podcast. However, on the Spotify podcast, I don't because if you're already on Spotify, then you probably shouldn't be looking up the podcast anywhere else. So that's just common sense. So I hope you guys just enjoy the podcast in general. So let's get back to this. So um, you start off with 100 health and 50 bullets. So as you saw, if you were watching the beginning of this video, you start with 100 health and you can only go past 100 health if you get um, if you get a, a hundred health globe, which is like, it's like a, a, a hundred health power up and it ups your health by a hundred and it does work that let's just say if you have 50 health, you're going to go to a hundred. So it basically is a waste. So like what, if you were playing a game, what you would do is you would save it so that instead when you go to like 70 or go to lower health, that's when you go and then you pick it up. Right. So that's how you save your power up. So that way you don't just waste it because with the power up, it doesn't matter. They're just going to give it to you. Like, right. Like if you have 180 armor and you pick up the 200 armor, it's going to give you that 200 armor. So you basically wasted it for nothing. So you got to be careful, especially with the power ups on how you use them and being smart with how you're playing the game to determine whether I should pick it up now or pick it up later or, you know, saying things of that nature. Um, so you start off with 100 health, 50 bullets, and you start off with a pistol. And the pistol overall sucks. They do have some wads to where they increase the speed of the pistol. But overall, the pistol kind of sucks. Now, I figured out by the YouTuber Decino that if you wait for the pistol to recenter itself, that it will have infinite aim. But at the end, uh, I don't really feel like waiting all that long for the fucking pistol. Um, honestly, it just sucks. And so it's great that when you play the first episode, Knee Deep in the Dead, that you will be able to get a shotgun. Now, the only thing that sucks that if you die and... Like I said, if you're watching the video, I do die, right? I do die in this video. And so if you're watching it, uh, you will see that when you respawn, you will respawn back to 100 health, your pistol, and with zero armor. And it does suck because if you get down to the later rounds, like as you, like I was picking up ammo for a rocket launcher because they have a rocket launcher in this game. And you know what I'm saying? If you're picking up stuff like that, then 
basically, you know what I'm saying, you lose all your ammo, you lose everything. And I'll talk about the weapons, but I just wanted to bring that up. You'll lose everything, and you essentially have to start from scratch. And that kind of sucks. And I honestly feel kind of... Yeah, like, I, I do understand it is an early 90s game, so at the end, you know, there are just some things where they weren't probably thinking, like, oh, we shouldn't do it that way. It, it does kind of suck that you do lose everything, and, and, like, literally everything. So the game is RNG, so RNG is random number generator. So basically, the enemies in the game will have a certain number that the game engine will decide on what damage they do. And that's why sometimes Doom can be very unpredictable because there are sometimes like uh, watching, uh, I keep bringing him up, watching the YouTuber Decino where one video I was watching him and he showed that he got hit by, because um, this is Doom 2, right? He got hit by this monster because I don't want to say it because I want to save it for the Doom 2 episode. He got hit by the monster and the monster did 80 damage. And then another instance, that same monster hit him and they only did 20 damage. And so the RNG can be very unpredictable in the game. And basically the game gives the, they gives the enemy a certain limit or a certain amount of damages that they can draw up to hit the player with. And so that's why the game can be unpredictable because there are times like especially with the uh, especially with the hit scan enemies because they do instant, you know, damage. Whereas with the projectiles, it's kind of easier to avoid those, but especially with the hit scan enemies that do instant damage, it's kind of hard to avoid them. And it's kind of hard to get the fuck out of the way. A lot of times you just like thinking like, damn, and the random number generator it could be from they can do like five damage to like do like 20 damage and you just thinking like Jesus Christ. And then when your health is low, it definitely sucks when sometimes you just don't get the benefit of the doubt. But I have had times playing Doom where I got the benefit of the doubt where I got hit with some shit. And for some reason I survived and then I found some health. So, I mean, it's not impossible, but... You will eventually get a gun early on, whether you will get a shotgun or you'll get a chain gun. Usually you don't get a chain gun. Like in the original one, you can get the chain gun in certain areas, but there's not an enemy in the game that has a chain gun, which I'm going to save that for Doom 2 as well. But there's no enemies in the original Doom that have a chain gun. So when you get the chain gun, you got to make sure you don't die. And of course I did die, so I pretty much lost that chain gun. Um... So the weapons at your disposal, so you get a chain gun and the chain gun fires two bullets. Um, as I said, it fires two bullets. Um, so you want to be careful, like when you use your pistol and let's just say I fire, I have 400 rounds. If I fire my pistol and it has 399, if you fire your gun all the way, when you get to that one bullet, because it fires two bullets at a time, it's going to automatically switch to your pistol. Right. So you got to be careful on that. So you got to be careful that if you use your chain gun, you want to make sure you have even ammo. But then again, if you're using your pistol, then you're probably a dipshit and you're probably fucking stupid. So I can't really explain or really tell you why you should be using a pistol. But hey, if you want to use a pistol, that's on you. So the next gun um, Next gun uh, is a shotgun. Now, the shotgun is probably what you're going to be using for the majority of this game, to be honest. 
you're going to be using the shotgun a lot. Like, and when I tell you you're going to be using the shotgun a lot, you're going to be using the shotgun a lot, probably more than any other weapon, especially when you get the backpack and you get the backpack and it doubles the amount of, you know, say an ammo that you can carry and the amount of um, ammo that you can hold, especially when you get that, it's going to, you're going to be using the shotgun a lot. And you're going to realize, like, especially uh, I will talk about monsters, certain monsters, especially are kind of hard when you hit them with the shotgun to go down. But with other weapons, they're kind of easier. Um, I talked about that, uh, the plasma gun. So the plasma gun is basically like a fully automatic uh, laser gun. And essentially, you can fire it nonstop, but every time you stop firing it, it has to like cool down and everything. It, it has a cool down period. So, but if you hold it down and just fire it and fire it, you can fire it nonstop without having to do anything about it. So I think that's uh, pretty cool and pretty neat. Um, then you have the chainsaw. So the chainsaw basically is what it is. It's a chainsaw. It's great for when you don't want to use up a lot of ammo and, or you're low on ammo and you want to kill enemies. That's when I would like to use the chainsaw. Um, if you're playing on fast monsters, which I would talk about that, if you're playing on fast monsters, I would highly recommend not to use the chainsaw, especially because like people like the pinkies, the pinkies have a very quick, uh, reaction time. Um, because of course, uh, fast monsters increases the reaction time on enemies. And so it's very bad to use, um, to use that. But if you're playing on regular without fast monsters, I can use, I would use the chain gun. You also have uh, the big fucking gun. So it's the BFG, but the literal acronym for it, the, it's an acronym for, or the real terminology of it is big fucking gun. You know what I'm saying? Basically, this gun is like this big plasma gun, and it takes like a, a second or two to charge up, but once it charges up, it releases, um, it releases basically it releases a ball and then it releases 40 tracers that do a specific amount of damage right because this is what this is what's in the game code so it releases 40 tracers they originally wanted to make it when you pressed it that it would release 40 uh 40 plasma balls at the same time but they said that that was just it like kind of messed up the game a little bit and one of the developers said that it looked like christmas so it was kind of funny um, so of course, as I said, um, you get, um, power-ups, uh, I did mention power-ups, so the power-ups I did mention was armor, so you get one armor that puts your armor at 100, and it gives you a 33% uh, reduction, so the amount of incoming damage, so if you take damage from an enemy, it will reduce that amount of damage from 33%, so it takes, um, 33% from your health, and 33%, I think, from your... It takes a certain amount of percentage from your health and a certain amount of percentage from your armor. And then, of course, with uh, the blue armor, you, it ends up doing 50%. So with incoming damage to enemies, you end up getting 50% reduction. So the blue armor is actually pretty good. That's why when you're playing a game and you will see, for example, I would get 200 health and I would have go from 200 to 70, even though the 100 health is 100 health, because I still get the 50% reduction in health, it would be more you know, economical to actually keep that health 
and to keep that to get the 50% reduction. You also have power-ups that, like I said, that add 100 health to your player. You also have like little mini um, health pickups that give you one, that will give you uh, one health, give you 10 health, and will give you 25 health. Uh, you also have armor pickup, armor health pickups that will give that will up your armor by one. Um, you also have, you also have, as I said, backpacks. So backpacks, of course, will give you, you know, double the ammo capacity. So of course, the ammo capacity is as follow. So bullets, you can have up to two hundred bullets originally, but the um, backpack puts it to four hundred. Of course, the plasma, three hundred to six hundred. Uh, what is it? The shotgun goes from 50 to 100. The um, rocket launcher goes from 50 to 100. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's it. So basically it just doubles the amount, the capacity of bullets and ammo that you can carry. And the backpack is definitely very important because uh, essentially with the backpack, you can't carry more like, like you said, you can only carry 50 bullets um, from a shotgun, especially early on, like when you're playing the first level, you want to pick up that big uh, shotgun pack and one of the secrets, but you can't pick it up because you got to have the um, you got to have the backpack. But they also have help pickups such as um, invisibility. So invisibility, basically, um, it offsets the enemy's attack. So they basically are less accurate, but it can be bad because a lot of the times your natural instincts to get out of the way, enemies will end up, you'll end up walking right into a projectile. A lot of times they also have God mode. So God mode uh, for 30 seconds, you basically have invisibility and you're basically free to like not get hurt by monsters. So speaking of monsters let's talk about number three but before we get into that we're going to be talking into the podcast and we're going to give you a, a quick commercial break so i would like to talk about my product nigga you can't rap um you can't rap first we had nigga you stupid now we got nigga you can't rap so every time I got to listen to your dumb ass on a beat, you always be saying that rub it, rub it, rub, rap ass bullshit. And I'm sick of that shit, right? And I want you to really quit it out. But for some strange reason, I just got to let you know that you can't rap. Introducing nigga, you can't rap. The all new reality tool that lets these niggas know they can't rap. You think that you got bars? Nigga, you can't rap. Nigga, you can't rap. Please buy it today because you honestly can't rap. You need a reality check. Please buy, nigga, you can't rap. Because you keep buying, I can rap, but you can't rap. And that's why you're not getting a good, you know, return on investment. Like, nigga, you can't rap. You just can't rap. I don't get it. Stop doing that bullshit. Stop putting that shit out there. Stop putting that crap out there. Nigga, you can't rap. Please buy it today. Nigga, you can't rap is out there today. If you want to buy nigga, you can't rap. You got to understand that nigga, you can't rap. Please buy nigga, you can't rap today. Nigga, you can't rap is not sold in anywhere except the United States. And if you don't buy nigga, you can't rap, then it's probably because you can't rap or you probably can't rap. Nigga, you can't rap is not bought by people that can't rap because the reality is they don't believe that they can't rap and they believe that they have these skills that everybody doesn't have and that they are just so much better than you. Just understand that if you are the one of those niggas that think that they can rap, but they can't really rap, then you are a piece of shit. And I hope, hope you go fuck yourself. Go buy nigga. You can't rap today. All right. So, um, all right. So let's get to, 
Whatever the fuck I just did right there. I didn't even think I was capable of that. I was talking fast. I thought I was going to fuck it up. But uh, number three, let's talk about monsters. So there are multiple monsters in the game. And of course, um, as you start playing down the levels, you will get to the different monsters. So the monsters that I faced in the first level, right? I faced the soldiers. So the soldiers are basically these zombie infested guys that have a one shot rifle and they are a hit scan and they don't do a lot of damage. And also watching the video from the Sino, the enemies have a certain cone in which they attack. So I also figured that out. So of course they don't do a lot of damage and also their health I think is like 20 so they don't have a lot of health. So they go down pretty easily. Um, the shotgun guy is a person with the shotgun so that's why he's called the shotgun guy. And he does hit scan as well and of course he has a little bit more health and he does more damage than the soldier. Um, the shotgun guy I think fires three pellets. Uh, it fired, I forgot how many pellets, uh, I think maybe seven or three pellets, and of course, uh, yeah, they do do a pretty good amount of damage. Uh, the imp um, is basically the first projectile enemy, so the imp, of course, um, has a little bit more damage than the shotgun guy, and they fire a fireball projectile, and the thing about enemies is that enemies... Um, Enemies telegraph their attacks, so of course, um, the reason why projectiles are easier, well, of course, with the hit scan is instant, but the projectiles are easy because they telegraph when they're going to throw it, so you can kind of get out of the way before, you know, saying before they throw it. However, if you play on fast monsters, they telegraph their attacks, but the, the speed of the projectiles are fast as shit, and, and I, I can't even lie. Um, the pinky... You didn't have the pinky. So the pinky is, he is the melee attacker. And he is the person that, you know what I'm saying, the pinky is just really fast. They walk around the map and they bite you, right? So they have, they have a melee, so they don't have any projectile or any hit scan attack at all. And pinkies are probably the most affected by fast monsters because if you play fast monsters, you will realize pinkies move like crackheads and they move like crackheads on crack and I let, let me say that one more time one more time they move like crackheads on crack not the crackhead he didn't do the crack he's on crack now he's a crackhead on crack that's how they move and I'm telling you uh, pinkies are the worst when it comes to the worst them and the um them and the um, hit scanners, they are the worst when it comes to fast monsters. And I'll give y'all an episode of me playing fast monsters. Y'all will see me rage like a motherfucker. Uh, so the Cacodemons is basically an imp, but it's a floating demon. And so basically they float around the map and they can essentially fly. So they're different than imps. And they don't, I don't think they have a melee because I think imps do have a close range melee. They have a projectile, but then when you get close, they can scratch you. Um, Cacodemons don't have that. So with Cacodemons, I think uh, that's why they are more aggressive on their projectile than the Baron of Hell and the other uh, projectile enemies because they don't have they don't have necessarily the uh, they don't have that what's it called they don't have the dang can't even think they don't have the uh, they don't have the melee attack. Or what happens is they 
it, it is kind of like a bite ish. It's more like a uh, it's more like a they don't have a melee state, right? In the code, in the game code, they don't have a melee state. All right. So Baron of Hell is essentially like a more powerful imp. So they do more damage than an imp, and they have a more a higher uh, scratch than an imp. The Spider Mastermind is this spider demon that walks around the map and they have a chain shotgun hit scan. So imagine the shotgun guy, but with a chain gun, right? So essentially the spider mastermind is really dangerous. And then we have the cyber demon. So the cyber demon is a, basically a, a cyber demon. Um, he's like this like goatish kind of thing. And he has like like a leg, a leg, a um, robotic leg, and then he has a rocket launcher for an arm. So the Cyber Demon actually shoots uh, rockets. And number two, um, the Cyber Demon is actually immune to splash damage from the rocket. So if you were, if you don't hit the uh, Cyber Demon directly with a rocket, he won't actually die. Unlike the other enemies, if you hit them with splash damage, you can kill them with the rocket launcher. So that's just something about the Cyber Demon that is very interesting. And also the Spider Mastermind also um, doesn't take any splash damage. So the enemies definitely do determine how you play the game, how you maneuver, uh, certain enemies depends on, you know, saying the importance. Like when you walk into a room, the first people that I'm going after is I'm going after the, the hit scanners. They are the ones that do the instant damage. So I want to get them out of the way first. The pinkies are not really much of a problem unless you're in a tight room and you're using a shotgun. That's when pinkies can be an issue. Other than that, pinkies are not necessarily an issue. Like if you have space, pinkies are not bad. Uh, with imps, they're not really bad either. They're not really that, you know, they don't have a lot of damage. Cacodemons can be kind of big. Um, it takes a lot of, uh, shots. It takes like five to sh seven shots to sh uh, kill a cacodemon with a shotgun. And also the reality is that with the, the weapons, like the amount of ammo in the game, you're going to be using the shotgun a lot. And it's kind of hard sometimes to just constantly sit there and just have to slowly kill this cacodemon. You want to get the rocket launcher, but then you realize you're not going to have a lot of rocket launcher ammo. You don't want to just be shooting rocket launchers all willy-nilly, right? But with cacodemons, Right, cacodemons can be kind of big, so they can get stuck in doors, even though they're kind of slow, and they can like trap you in areas if you're not careful. The Baron of Hell is has a lot of health, and with the Baron of Hell, he's somebody where you really don't want to use the shotgun against the Baron of Hell. You honestly want to use something like you want to use something like uh, uh, like the rocket launcher. Like you want to save all of your your ammo for like him or like hit him. You can hit him one time with a BFG, or you can like hit him with your uh, hit him with your chain gun a little bit, and then hit him with some rockets. But overall, with the uh, Baron of Hell, you try to hit him with your shotgun. You just be sitting there all day, unless that's the only um, the only option that you have. Now, the spider mastermind, the spider mastermind is kind of a joke. If you have um, if you have the BFG, you can hit her in one to two shots. And she's kind of a joke compared to the cyber demon, where with the cyber demon, you got to get two shots on him, but you got to get two shots from close range. Because, of course, the amount of uh, power, the amount of shots 
or the amount of damage that the BFG does is around four, around like three something thousand health or something. So you got to get one like real either lucky shot on the cyber demon or you got to hit him two, three, four times. And depending on how far away you are from the cyber demon, you're going to do a lot less health right the cyber demon is probably the hardest to kill because he does the most damage um out of anybody the spider mastermind you would think would be the hardest but the fact is that once you hit her with that bfg the bitch going down but with the cyber demon it's kind of difficult because the cyber demon does splash damage as well so even when you are hitting that dude and even when you get a hit on him, he can still hit you with that blast damage, and he does a lot of he does a lot of damage in general. The monsters are very unique, right? In the way that you can tell who is the threat and who you got to take out first, and who that you got to really prioritize first, and especially in the second game. And the second Doom is going to be essentially important. And how the way that you play it and the, um, and the um, enemies in the game and who you got to prioritize. The second game is going to be definitely up there when it comes to that. The enemies are definitely different in there. Uh, maps. The maps can be cramped at times. Uh, playing the game, the game has like a horror vibe to it, like in terms of the maps. So a lot of it is like you're going from room to room and you're just like clearing a room and you're just trying to get the demons out of a room so you can see whether it has uh, whether it has goodies in it or to basically just just check the room. And so the the biggest thing about some of the maps is that some of them like i said some of the maps can be cramped and it it does seem like that they are a little they are a little small even though it does encourage exploration um it only took me an hour to finish this whole to finish this whole um what's it called to finish this whole um episode but if i didn't want to look for any of the secrets and just wanted to skim through it like they have it um they have what's called um speed runs People can finish this game. They can finish this first episode probably in half the time. But of course, when I was playing the game to try to record it for an hour, I was just uh, fucking around. But the maps do have a sense of crampedness. Um, like I said, they do have um, exploration and hidden secrets throughout the map. Um, the maps overall, like there are areas that have, they have like big sections where you can roam around and they, I like how they place the uh, certain enemies, certain places. And they have like, they have one where they have this strobe light effect on one of the maps that gives it the effect that, um, the lights are flickering on and off. Um, they have other parts of the map. Like for example, you'll go in a secret and then it opens up to another secret and I like that a lot of the times where secrets kind of you can kind of see where they're putting the secrets or they have it where they set up secrets in very uh, unique ways, like for you to see where it's at. Like, for example, um, on one map, they open this area with monsters. Once you kill the monsters, if you go to the left, you can open up a door to go to a secret. But what happens is they show you the outside of the secret before you get to the secret i like how they always give you the incentive right even on the third map um the map um the one map where you get to the secret level this is map number three that introduces you to the pinky um even in that map you know what i'm saying 
you can open up this window and it will show you this area where the secret where the secret is going to be and then another secret that has uh that has the 100 health orb right it shows you like in a window it shows you where the secret is and so i like how with a lot of secrets they show you an overall they give you an incentive to look for it by giving you that that window shop feel and it's like oh i want to see where that secret is you know what i'm saying and when you see things like, for example, a lot of times in Doom, when you see things that don't look like something else, it could be a secret. You know, Doom really does encourage you to go out and, and try to just find everything and try to see where everything is at. Of course, with a lot of limitations uh, with Doom, like I said, you can't look up and down. I don't think they could have uh, stacked two rooms on top of each other because of the way that the game uh, the game engine worked. It was still a 2D game, so they were still limited in what they can necessarily do. But you got to give them credit for being able to push the game as far as they did. So... Um, as I said, there were some extras. Um, nightmare mode, so they have the different modes in the game. So it is as follows. They have uh, um, hurt me plenty. What is it? They have uh, something hurt me plenty. Um, nightmare. Nightmare is the hardest one. Nightmare is essentially where the enemies have um, infinite. They have infinite reaction speed, and they respawn every um, 30 seconds. And so they do have something called Fast Monsters. So Fast Monsters keeps the same reaction time uh, to enemies, except it speeds up the uh, the speed of attack. So they still have the point the point eight seconds reaction speed, which I think it is, or however fast they react. But they still but they um, attack faster. All right. So my opinions playing the game. Uh, like I said, considering a game that came out in 1993 and considering a game that is almost 30 years old, you're talking about a game that's older than me, right? I'm 28. This game is literally like almost a year older than me, right? And considering a game, no, it's not even a year older than me. This game is like, like two months older than me. Right. And considering a game that's almost as old as I am, this game holds up very well. And it's absolutely crazy playing it and just feeling like you're not even playing a game sometimes for 1993, where it's some aspects of the game where it gives you that 1993 feel. But it's other parts of it where you feel like this is a game where I can play today and still have tons of fun. Um, I did struggle you know what I'm saying? I did struggle a bit playing the game. Of course, uh, when I first got the game, I got it on Steam. I had Doom 2, and I kind of sucked with using a keyboard and mouse. When I bought the game on with a controller, that's when, I mean, I was a little better with it because, of course, I'm more used to using a controller than using, uh, I'm more used to using a controller than using a keyboard and mouse, but I still had overall fun. I mean, the game... It just has a good feel to it, and you can definitely tell that you can still move around the map very smoothly, even though even though the way sometimes like you will see that I'm like moving sideways or that my character looks like he's on the side of the map, even though the way sometimes you will see your character on the screen doesn't reflect how the game really feels, which is kind of funny. Um, the game is not really that hard. I did die once in the game, but it's because I was just rushing through. I was kind of tired because I was trying to create. Uh, um, I was trying to create 
uh, uh, hour gameplay because I do my um, podcast for an hour and I wanted to create an hour gameplay just in case, right? So that's why that's why I died one time. But the game isn't really that hard. Overall, the game, you will breeze through the game, especially if you have any type of experience with first-person shooters. And once you play the game, you'll start to you'll start to breeze through the game. The game is not really hard. Uh design choices, I don't like some of the um I, I don't really like some of the uh, I don't the choices. I don't like the fact that they cap it at a hundred. I would have wished that if you were to pick up the health packs, that it would have taken your health over like one fifteen, and they would have capped it at two hundred. Right? They cap the health at two hundred, but that's only if you get power ups and pickups that will take it over that one hundred health. Which that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the part where you're able to just go over a hundred health, and then they will cap it at two hundred just by default, right? So that's just that's just um, you know I'm saying overall, just my opinion on that part. Um, the game, like I say, it can be cheap sometimes. Because when you're talking about the hit scan in this game and you're talking about overall with some of the enemies, it can be kind of cheap with the way that they handle this game and the way sometimes that you'll just be turning a corner, you'll get hit by an enemy you didn't even see or you'll open up a door and an enemy will just instantly hit you and you just even have no chance to react. So... And then also, it seemed like with the random number generator that one minute enemies can't hit you up close and then you're getting sniped from long range. So it, it is kind of weird. And this is the hit scan enemies. It seems like they can't hit you, but then yet you get up close and then or, you know, what I'm saying one instance, they could just snipe the hell out of you. Right. Projectiles, like I said, they're easy to dodge. Um, the enemies telegraph their attacks. The hit scan is very bad because the hit scan, they'll slowly drain your health because you can't avoid them. With hit scan, you want to play around the corner and you kind of like want to just play peekaboo with them. That's essentially the best way that I have handled them. Uh, some of the map packs are kind of tedious. Um, it depends on whether you played them for the first time. Like playing Plutonium Experiment now is not as bad, but when I played it for the first time, it seemed kind of tedious. And it seemed like a lot of the fights that you get into, like you got to like really be good at Doom. And of course, using a controller doesn't give me the best type of uh, in assurance when I'm like trying to kill enemies or I'm trying to get rid of people. Sometimes I do kind of feel like, like, damn, like this is kind of this is kind of a little bit too much or I'm just like kind of stuck in a bad situation. But at the end, it's not really bad. Like overall, you can overcome the game. The game does have saves. So if you do feel a little bit discouraged and your ability to just go through the whole game and just play the whole episode, you don't have to really worry about that. Um, you could just save the game. But it depends, like, as you play the certain maps, um, they start to get different in the way each of them play. Like, playing Plutonium Experiment was kind of better than playing TNT Evolution. TNT Evolution was kind of boring. Um, just the maps were really big, and overall, it, it just seemed, seemed kind of boring. They did release some new ones, but I haven't really got to those. Um, I forgot what's the one, uh, the Anomaly Report. Uh, they released that one. I think I got to level 8. 
I was recording it on my Twitch, but I had died and I got mad and then I just stopped playing it. So I kind of got to get back to uh, playing some of the new packs, but I'm going to play some of the new map packs for you and I'm going to uh, show you show you what's groovy and show you what's Gucci with uh, Gucci with my doom. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Because I get real Gucci with Doom. And I, I really fucks with it. Um, so, opinions playing the game. Uh, that's pretty much all my opinions I really have for the game. My thought, my final thoughts of the game, to be honest. Um, I would recommend this game for anybody who wants a bit of nostalgia, a bit of video game history, if you want that feeling or to go back and to play uh, video games that, you know, either people back then used to play, the type of entertainment. It's almost like, it's almost like going back and listening to, like, hip-hop music back from the 80s and 90s, you know, just to get a bit of what people used to listen to, just to get a bit of history and a bit of, of greatness from an era that was, you know what I'm saying, 20, 30 years ago. And it shows that even with time, that there are just some things that last forever. And there are things that regardless of time, we're going to always have in the back of our mind. And it's always going to be a great memory. And overall, I really did enjoy playing Doom. And I still, to this day, enjoy playing Doom um, my next thing is to hopefully try to play, you know, saying to hopefully try to play with somebody else or to try to play um, co-op with somebody else. That's what I want. I want to try to get like double screens or to like like play online or online local or to try to find a way to connect with people online. Right. They need to create like a, a online sector so that I can find people to play the the campaign with. Like, for example, we can play on like fast monsters and whatnot. And if I want a mega challenge, I'll be able to get a mega challenge. Um, the game does offer a lot of like I said, it does offer a lot of maps and it offers a lot of opportunity to play the game. Uh, many different map choices, many different map styles, the enemies, um, the many different guns. Um, and then the enemies, what makes the game great is that you can take like you could take cyber demons, for example, you could put like 10 cyber demons in a map all in one space and you can make it like a smaller space and everything. And you essentially have like you can change the whole dynamic of a map all based around you know, saying certain characters, certain, um, just certain enemies. It's, it's, it's great because the maps, the enemies and the guns and then the environment, they all work together simultaneously to give you like this all in one experience where you feel like you're playing a, when you feel like you're playing a, um, what's it called? You're playing a um, horror game, but then it's a horror game, but then it's a running gun shooter at the same time. And that's what makes Doom to me so fun. Um, it, it just, it's just one of those games. It's one of those rare games like you play like Super Mario World or one of those games back in the day where it still holds up. And that's the crazy thing. You know what I'm saying? This game, I will give it at 9.75 out of 10. There are just some things, of course, just like you can't look up and down and just some certain things that overall kind of show the age of the game, right? And it kind of shows you that 
for its time, it was great, right? And it's still a great game now from, you know what I'm saying, from people who play it like me, but there's just some things about the game that ultimately is a little different than necessarily that like the video games now, and especially with games like Quake. Quake was a video game, right? The same game developed by id Software, right? And it was developed three years after Doom, which I can talk about Quake. Um, I actually do have the game, but I haven't played Quake, so I would have to play the game, go through the levels, and overall give you my give you my opinion on that. But Doom has overall been a very fun experience for me. I you know what I'm saying? It's one of the rare games that I can just play over and over. You know what I'm saying? Of course, when they can, um, like, they're offering new maps, and then they have, like, where you can change the whole landscape of the game um, by, you know what I'm saying, by changing, like, the weapons, or you can, they have one map pack where you can use a bow and arrow, and you can use swords, and it's sort of like an RPG experience, so... You know what I'm saying? Especially with the game engine, because the game engine is on it's on uh, GitHub. Because what happened is John Carmack actually released the source code for Doom, so you can actually take the source code of Doom and actually use it to create your own game, which is actually crazy. And so, of course, um, people did use the source code. Like for example, like for It Tech Three. Um, Call of Duty actually used the id Tech 3 engine to create the first Call of Duty, and they ended up using an iteration of that engine um, for years. And so, overall, um, I would recommend the game to you, right? A lot of you may not be in support of playing like old school games. And we already know how a lot of people are. A lot of people are kind of, they have this thing where they just don't like to play or they don't like things from the past or, you know, saying just nostalgia or they just kind of a little bit weird. Like, uh, that's not my generation. That's not my era. And, oh, man, this game is so old and oh man, this is what they used to play back then, man. You can't even look up and down. like. And a lot of people sometimes just can't get the concept. They can't get the understanding that there was a time when we weren't looking up and down. There was a time when there weren't first-person shooters and Doom, when Doom um, first came out, of course, Wolfenstein was around and it was popular. When Doom came out, it really coined the idea of the first-person shooter, but that was even when they were calling Doom shooters Doom clones, right? Because all the first-person shooters that came out, they were just saying that all of you are trying to be like Doom, and it was necessarily true. Doom was such a revolutionary game that a lot of games that when they came when it came out, a lot of games wanted to emulate Doom's success. And a lot of games did do something new and did do something different and changed, you know, different parts of the Doom formula where a lot of games where they just basically say, hey, we're going to do exactly what Doom is doing, right? Because, hey, this is the new popular game. And after about, um, they did have some other map packs as well. I forgot. Um, they had the Final Doom. So the Final Doom was essentially... I think the final doom was all those map packs set together and then it had the um it had the um these levels the master levels which were like 4 14 like 16 levels of you know saying of gameplay 
And overall, I mean, the, I didn't really like the master levels that much. They were just kind of a clusterfuck of maps, right? Like if you play, if you play like the episode levels in Doom, they have like a flow to it. Like each map kind of flows together. Like you're on one map and you kind of feel like the environment and everything about the map is all, you know what I'm saying, connected and synced together, right? Whereas, for example, whereas um, the master levels, the master levels, it just seems like it's just a whole clusterfuck of maps. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the video. Uh, it was great for me to give you this podcast on Doom. Um, I will be giving you one on Doom 2, but I will be making podcasts on other episodes. If you are watching, um, if you are watching it on YouTube, you will see that I uh, played through the entirety of um, what is it of Knee Deep in the Dead. And so the next episode, I can make an episode, and then I'll have gameplay of. Uh, what is it called of Inferno, which will be the second um, group of map packs. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. And as always, let's get to it. All right. So you want to be successful in life, right? All right. It's going to be a lot of shit you got to do. You got to work hard. You got to be dedicated. You got to get your ass up out there every day. It work, it work. You got to understand what's really you. Get up out the way if you do not play. I am a rap guy, what can I say? A rapper career died where he lay. This and me, thought that shit was okay. No way, feeling like a rascal, O-Tanks. I'm a big boy in the paint like Shaq. Put the rock on the floor like Kobe. At it every day, but that shit not enough. Gotta keep going, never give a fuck. I got that gas cause I'm A+. plus. Singing everything, shaping up like a story. Intro, climax, resolution. Thinking the whole time, like, what in the fuck am I doing? Wanna be the best? Then prove it. Go stupid, like you shooting. Get it right, live your life. Everything is a price, even attention. The rich ones listen. You ain't like me, you don't get a mention. Not even a whisper. Hey, don't I know you from backup? I don't know you, nigga.